The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome in. It's in this league right here on Sports Grid. Thank you guys for tuning in. An hour of Bogman and the Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. I am the Welsh. You can find us on Twitter at is it the Welsh and Bogman Sports. Would you know that? Our names are in the Twitter handles. And guess what, everybody? It's a big, big day here. Huge, massive day because Scott Bogman got a stimulus check. It's in. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, you you might hand. you might have like you might have spent your stimulus check quicker than any human being I know. I bought a new computer, you so did? new computer will be here. Uh, my new investment will in be yourself. here on Monday. Yeah, right. It's, it, well, so. you, it's an investment in yourself, is what you did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, you know, I've been, this computer is nice and it lasted me a long time. I, and to be honest, I had like no, all I had was like trickling in issues. I never had like a big thing with this computer. Man, your computer, your like, current computer would do some annoying stuff. And like, what I love about it is like you, like we could do like more streaming stuff. Now you'll just have to be the boss man behind recording it because your computer is a badass of what you just bought. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, assuming I get it and it works, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that that is an issue out of the box because it is a refurbished computer, but it is it it looks like it's going to haul ass. So, I'm yeah, well, you bought that. you bought a hardcore one. I like that you said uh like your new girlfriend is a computer yeah. cuz you remind me of like you're like Plankton <laughs> from SpongeBob. Like Plankton is just like I don't know what that he's is. like the little dude and his wife is a computer. And I mean, he's always trying to steal the Krabby Patty. Yours would be like the Carl's Jr. the double bacon. The double bacon western or whatever double western bacon is what is it what's it called <laughs> double western bacon cheeseburger double yeah. western bacon cheeseburger like God, that's I'm your... hungry now too yeah I, mean, I told you that before we started and that's your Krabby really patty that's your Krabby patty and then your computer is just like plankton's girlfriend so you are our plankton yeah okay you know I, sure. you, you have nothing because you've have you ever watched the show no not once not once holy no God. you know not any character once. but SpongeBob. Uh, I know Patrick is the star. That's pretty good. Okay. I you know are right. there's a guy named Squidward. Is that the big ugly guy with a huge nose? Yep. Yeah. He, well, okay. he's an octopus. Okay. You know, a lot. Oh, okay. Well, his name is Squidward. Okay. I mean, you, you've okay. got, uh, three, 
uh, three fifths of the like main characters. So there's only two I know more. there's like a restaurant crab shack thing. Something. Well, that's the Krabby Patty, or that's, that's the, the that, Patty. or that's okay. um, yeah, Krabby whatever. I don't know what it is. Uh, all Krabby I know Burger. is I've seen the the meme of you know everyone's excited about baseball back and then like baseball coming back and a football fan will put the picture of SpongeBob sitting in the bar or whatever it is by himself drinking yeah. coffee and like this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other two, Plankton was uh, one of them, and then Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. He's okay. got his own meme, too, as well. So. Okay, okay. He's like, money, 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 money. Krabden's got <laughs> That's his... That's what I was like. Yeah. And then I got it, and then immediately bought a new uh, computer. A new so. girlfriend. New absolute yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, I almost said girlfriend. Because <laughs> 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 it's like a little too close like, to it, It's a funny joke, and then it becomes not funny the more times you say it. So, I am actually legit you know. excited, because like, if you've got this new Wizen computer, we can just like connect into you, and your computer can do the, the heavy lifting, and we could do some new fun stuff, because I might yeah. After you did it, too, by the way, I was like, oh, you know what? Because I, I just bought this computer. I bought a MacBook Pro. Bought it for that, uh, that, if people remember that little thing I was doing at the bit late, uh, end of last year, <laughs> I was like, I need a new computer because the one I have is not trustworthy. So I went and bought a new one. I didn't break the bank, but I literally spent what you spent, but I bought a Mac, which was stupid. And the Mac I bought, I was like, all right, it's, you know, it, it's, it's fine. Like if I want to run OBS by myself, it's fine. Editing, it's fine. But I'm like, oh, I need to speed this up because, you know, you and I doing something together, the computer was kind of lagging. So I'm like, I get a memory upgrade. Of course, I bought a computer that apparently uh, Max just decided to stop letting you upgrade your your RAM. <laughs> so I can't even upgrade the computer. So I'm just literally that sitting sucks, here. It's, yeah, it's it's expected DH. Yeah, you, you, um, you have been a proponent of Max, and I know you like using them. Because they run uh, smooth. I'm used yeah. to it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you've complained about the most recent one you bought a lot. It's so just not I as powerful. Like, That's the problem is I have this other one over here that it's 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 way more of a badass and I would be using it. I'm using it right now. I have them both up. I would 100% using it except the USB ports just died and you can't replace them in yeah. these Macs. You can't do it. You have to like change the whole motherboard. So I'd be like $400 to do that. And that seems ridiculous for a couple USB ports. So it can't like, I can't plug a microphone into it and I can't plug stuff into it. So what good is a stupid computer? So I'm sitting here with two Macs that don't work properly. And you just went and bought <laughs> a brand new PC that is probably going to be uh, whizzing and flying. Bogman's going to be surfing, surfing the airwaves. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, man, you know, this one has uh, done me well for uh, like five years. I think I bought this like right after we started uh, podcasting and stuff. So it's lasted me a long time. But the fan is constantly on, you know, the uh, the memory is constantly at 99 percent, 98 percent. It's just old. You know, it's just a little bit too old. So, uh, you know, getting something new. And I went through all of that uh, issues, setting up OBS and stuff, hoping I could get uh, you know, callers in for the draft show. And then we ran a test and it was, there was just no way. Yeah. No you know? power. Your, your brand yeah. new one will be great. So, I mean, be on the, be on the freaking lookout now. Maybe we'll on ITL day. back on Twitch and we'll start doing some video stuff. I mean, let's, let's go box. No, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready yeah. for the new computers. So I'm pretty, uh, you know, like I said, stimulus, uh, came in and then reinvested into the show. So how about I'm very that? proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Absolutely. Uh, so on the show today, a couple things to get at the ever evolving baseball thing. It actually got a couple interesting legs to it. I think in the last show and over on um, on the In This League Fantasy Baseball podcast, which you guys should be listening to, maybe not quite this minute, but I highly, highly suggest you tune into the next one that's coming up. It's our 
uh, beginning of mock draft May, even though we kind of did one the previous week. This is the first one in May. Is that true? Is this the first one in May? Yeah, the last one came out on May 1st, but we recorded it before May. That's true. And it wasn't like properly edited with drops and stuff. So Yeah, so this one is going to be the normal style. So you're going to want to check out that. But we've been talking, we talked a, a decent amount about the Trevor Plouffe stuff, where Trevor Plouffe had received some information from a couple different sources, and he decided to go out to the world and just say, hey, yo, this is what I saw. Or this is what I received from two different sources that baseball wants to do spring training on the 10th of June and they want to be back by July 1st. And and he kind of ran with it and he got a lot of crap, a lot of crap. I mean, there's big old Keith Law thing and national reporters were refuting it left and right. And he, um, he you know, held his ground and he did his podcast and kind of reiterated it with uh, John Boy Media. Well, we got a report uh, on Wednesday, a report on Wednesday that let's see da, 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 da. yeah here it is Joel Sherman of the New York Post and a couple other outlets were running with it is reporting that MLB is now expected to present to the MLPA this is what we've been waiting for and this is what I have been freaking talking about is baseball is ready to present to the players association a proposal that is going to include what the season will look like if there's a spring uh, spring training 2.0 which would begin in June and the regular season in July and they're saying this is going to be mid May so we're probably talking about Sometime next week, baseball is going to present to the Players Association so everybody can get on board and they can get a plan going. And I think there's some obvious stuff you've got to add in here, Boggs, that what Trevor Plouffe dropped, this has got to be. I mean, I know he's getting all this crap and all the the big J journalists are like, well, this is not confirmed and blah, blah, blah. This is probably what's getting presented. And this is probably why people know it. Because this is the thing that's going to get presented to the players' association, and there's um you know plenty there's a lot of details, more details than just the start dates are going to be in there. But we now have some official word that MLB and the PA are getting together next week, and that is going to assuredly leak to all of us, so we should know what's in store by next week. I don't know what the issue is, but when someone that has never broke news breaks news, oh yeah, the first reaction we get is fake. Fake news. It's not real. I never heard it. I'm way more inside than this guy. Obviously, I've been breaking news for 30 years, whatever, you know, whoever would say that. So this can't be real because it's not from a source that I know for whatever reason. And to be fair, I think 75 percent of that stuff is usually true. It's bullcrap. You know, it's uh, the Patriots trading into the the top three to go get a quarterback to go get to it. You know what I mean? It's all the stuff that we hear. So I don't, but, but Trevor Plouffe, I don't, he's not retired. Is he? I don't even know. I think he is. Yeah. I think he, so maybe I, he's retired. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, he's working with John boy media and he's got a podcast. I mean, dude, right. I think the dude is done with baseball. He's in media, but he also played baseball. So he has connections. Here's the problem so, though. I, I'm telling you the, the, the problem runs from the big J's and it, Keith law was one of the first people to be like, it's not true. I mean, I mean, he is just so abrupt with everybody in the first place. Like, nope, not true. It's not, it's not going to happen. And a lot of people ran with it because it's not it's not an official thing. And Ploof isn't a big J he's guy. He got multiple. Too. He's in baseball. Not Ploof. You're talking about Keith Law now. Yeah, right? yeah. There's no proposed date for the MLB season to start. That rumor running around today is false. Sorry. That's what he said. Yeah. I mean, and obvious. And then I like that the next day it's like, well, baseball is going to meet with the Players Association. You you. You think they don't know? You don't think that they don't know what they're going to present to the PA? You're wrong. You're absolutely this wrong. Is, they know what they're presenting to the PA next week. By they, the way, 
just just to go back on Keith Law. Somebody said, I think this is sarcasm coming from Keith Law. And he said, hey, I'd love to know when baseball will be back, too. But this rumor was errant nonsense. And it took me about five minutes to debunk it with sources who would know. Yeah, but that's see, and, and that's the hilarious part about that, because it's like if it's not his sources, it's like, no, no, no. I mean, to be fair, he's do, he's trying to do his part of it and, he, and he's debunking it and he's going with his thing. But you're not wrong about what you said before, because there's kind of like a um, little tidal wave of how this stuff works. There's like the guys that there was there's been a couple of these guys that have popped out and they don't really get called out for it because they just disappear into the ethers. But remember the John Mellencamp or whatever the stupid guy's name was Mellencamp in the football draft, the NFL draft, he reported he reported something and I'm completely forgetting what it was now. And the guy, I mean, he's no different than us. I, I like I call him a nobody and that we're a nobody. Like it would be like his report was like you and I running with a report. And right, I, I'm right. now completely drawing a blank on what it was, but it was a big deal. We talked about it. And I, for the life of me, I wish I could remember who was it, it was. that reported. Remember, it, it was like I'm John Mella. I'm Maleka Camp, or he's a football guy. We talked about it. He was like, I got sources, and he was trying to break news. And see, I mean, you don't remember what it was. No, but no, it was a big remember. NFL draft no. type of thing that he was trying to do. There was so many rumors, you know. Nah, but this one, this one, we we talked about on this show. We literally okay. talked about this on the show because it was one that we looked at, and it was just like, well. Who like who is this guy? Like why is this guy breaking news? <laughs> right. And it didn't come true. And then Joe Doyle from uh, Joe Doyle MLB or whatever, who works for Prospects Live, and I guess he does some stuff for Baseball America occasionally. He went out with a report that the minor league season's been canceled. That wasn't true. I mean, it's probably been <laughs> talked about, but MLB MILB was like, no, it's not true. That's you're wrong. Uh, nothing has been decided. Those don't get taken seriously because they're really nobody, but it doesn't mean that there isn't some realness to it because technically I think, I mean, he, he also stated the obvious by the way, where it was like, it's been canceled and they're going to go complex level. Like I said that two weeks before he said that on my show with James Anderson, like that's the obvious, but they're nobody's bogs. But then it goes into this weird space where Trevor Plouffe, he's a checkmark player and he's a player that is not far from the game and he is connected but the, the Jays don't take him seriously, and the difference he here down too. Yeah, I think he tripled down as well. Yeah, I mean he might have doubled and tripled down, but I know that uh, he said something on. Uh, I think it was a clip from the most recent podcast, or it might have just been a short yeah, the one where it's like up in out. his face. Yeah, That's yeah, from his yeah, pod. exactly. Right. Okay. So where he was like, "Hey, look, you know, I said this. A ton of people told me it's not true. I reconfirmed it with two other people who said it was true, and then I had people." begging me to say that it's not true who are in you know in that process confirming the truth because they don't want to be blamed and they because they didn't want to be blamed yeah yeah he said he said two guys hit him up within like 30 seconds of each other two different sources in baseball players um he, he didn't like lock it down but he's like from between players and coaches and stuff like that this is where this was broken down and I don't really see why you couldn't believe some of it because, like I said, it's the validity of the truth, which is hilarious right. coming from some of these journalists that are like, well, it's not true. You know, no, nobody's <laughs> talking about it. It's like, well, it's because you don't have the source. I, like your sources and, don't know and they don't want to tell you. But Trevor Plouffe, I think I think it's reasonable to believe he probably knows enough people. And what right. reason do we have to not believe him because he's in the media and he works for the John Boy stuff? It just seems it just seems odd, and I feel like this new thing, Bogman, kind of validates it. Like, a day later, we get that, yeah, yeah, baseball's going to talk with the Players Association, and we're going to get this. Like, this is going to probably look like what um, what Trevor Plouffe said, and I think this is where this is coming from. Yeah, and I understand people, 
I, I guess I understand people questioning it, going like, really? Okay, this isn't a guy that usually reports this stuff. But, but And also because this seems like the logical next step. You know what I mean? So it, it's not surprising that anybody could put this together and say, well, yeah, this is what their plan is going to be, is spring training three weeks out before the 1st of July. That's what we've all been saying for the last month anyway. So... Uh, it, like I understand people wanting to to question it, but just to you know, uh, you know, take it like it's a piece of paper and shred it into a million pieces and throw it away because your sources don't say that uh, this is going to happen is a bit eye rolling to me. That's all. Yeah, so. I mean the whole process is pretty it's pretty yeah. lame, and you know the yeah, worst yeah. part it'll be like baseball will just adjust it. They'll be like, we're gonna just bring training two point June twelfth, and the legal start July fourth, and then everyone will be like, ah, Trevor yeah, Pluspo, like garbage, he's a liar. liar. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, nah, dude, like this guy might have real <laughs> nah, sources, dude. and not it, and that's um, <laughs> it's something that I hate, man. It's like if my sources don't have it, then it's completely false, and it's like that's not necessarily the case, but. Um, I think that was a big piece of news and and you guys, you know, more than us, I know we've regurgitated a little bit of the Trevor Plouffe stuff over a couple of days, but this is a big deal that baseball, we are getting official word from Joel Sherman that baseball and the PA are going to meet. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's sooner rather than later. And it's going to be the middle of this month. And there's a lot of stuff that they've got to work out. I think it's also saying, um, I mean, in Roto World and the New York Post are saying it doesn't necessarily mean the season begins in early July, um, they say, but the planning needs to begin now, which we've been talking about. There's many things that need to be worked out, including how the players are going to be paid. Umpires uh, have already agreed there's a 30% pay cut that um, the umpires are going to have for the season. And the players have already agreed upon uh, giving up one one sixty second of their base salary for each regular season game loss. So all it is, makes, is if they lose sixty two yeah. games and they only play a hundred, then they lose the paychecks for those games. Uh, but MLB is expected that to ask them for an additional cut. Um, yeah. That because games because uh, fans aren't going to be in the stands, which that's going to be uh, have fun with that conversation. Right, right. I mean, they're still going to get money from. TV and all that stuff. So I, I don't know that, that, that might be a, a tough stick. That'd be one of those things where I'd be like, all right, we'll take a 10% cut, but we'll also take a 15% cut of TV revenue. We'll take a higher cut of the TV <laughs> revenue. for yeah, The yeah, entire exactly. PA. We'll have that be as a residual thing. Now, We've talked kind of at length about the player side of this, and this is where right. it's going to get really sticky. And just wait, just wait, guys, for next week because you know we've heard little things from Chris Sale, we've heard from Mike Trout, kind of talking about oh, being away from my family. Well, there's already some chatter about some things we've speculated on how much our players going to want to play, and that might be in question. And I think we're going to hear from more players. But one guy did have something to say. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And we got more, so don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... In this league. In this league. Break it down. In this league.com. Go there right now. Check out our Patreon. Come and sign up. Get all the perks. Support your boys. We're an independent podcast, even though we're on the radio. What, what, what do you guys think we're making over here? You are <laughs> silly. You are silly gooses. And we're not and we're not Pharrell. You know, no, so. no, 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 no. So, we're the back end of the talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't even get referred to. I, I think no, they, they might play the, a promo for us. In wrestling, they'd call us the jobbers. We're hundred so. percent. We're like we're the opening card. That's what we are. We we open. We're the we're the commercial break entertainment. Right, like there. our WrestleMania. You know how they have like three matches that are while they're like breaking stuff down, and then it's the actual WrestleMania. We're the first one of those matches. That's how we run. So all I'm saying is we're an independent podcast. You guys can support independent podcasting in general and all the stuff that we do, and you can get something out of it. So just go to thisleague.com if you would, friendo. So we're talking about uh, baseball and the Players Association obviously coming to an agreement, uh, at least MLB and the Players Association talking over what the plan is going to be, having some form of an agreement. There's, I, I fully expect we're going to have... Um, I don't know who it's going to be, and I don't know if there's going to be like unnamed players, but I expect some players to be vocal about that. We've definitely seen that before because Tony Clark isn't exactly like the most beloved of uh, Players Association uh, leaders, but I expect that there will be chatter from players, uh, good and bad, and all everything everywhere in between next week. But already, this was probably, I think, the biggest statement that we heard from any player. Now, it's not Mike Trout. You know, Mike Trout was kind of like, I don't know how exciting it's going to be if I have to be away from my family. Those were enough. Chris Sale kind of said the same thing. And we talked about, we've at least um, multiple times, you know, there might be players that might, want, not, might not want to do this. And will baseball consider it? Well, Red Sox Colin McHugh had a lot to say, apparently, um, with uh, uh, Chris Cotillo of MassLive.com. There's a couple of reports like on Roto World, you can see that he says he's about a month away from a throwing program, which oh, it's interesting, not too particularly healthy to walk into this season. And the not too particularly healthy uh, pitcher says that he thinks players should be given the right to opt out of the 2020 season, Boggs. What was the exact quote? Do you have it? Uh, yeah, uh, let me just pull it back up here. But this is another Stolen idea from me, the Welsh. This, I, you know what? Working well, I don't know if you particularly. I think we both talked about this idea that, like, well, I, I've said if they want to do this, if they want to opt out, I think I'm fine if team and teams should actually allow it. I think there's a very um, hardcore legal 
uh, ramifications in there. If if they're going to tell players, you, especially if they're going to tell players you have to be away from your family and you got to be quarantined and stuff like that, I absolutely think they should right. be. But I think we might even be in a situation where we're talking about like players just don't want to do it. And I don't think baseball is going to present like you got to stay at home and you can't be away from your families. I think that's kind of done. I think that's part of why the Arizona and the Arizona Florida plan are kind of dying a little There's bit. Too many players were just flat out not going to do. That. Yeah, I, I, I don't predict so. the proposal is going to have like players will be away from their families for three or four months. I don't think that's going to no, be the case. No. So by that standard, Colin McHugh is kind of coming out and just being like, players might not want to do this. It might not be healthy. They should be allowed to opt out. And what the hell does that look like if they do it? Yeah, his quote was, you can't make this mandatory. You can't tell a guy to risk his life and the life of his family to come play, which is, you know, this is the same thing that I said when you and Pizapia were fighting on the Black Book. You you guys were talking about... Or Joe said know, Mike Trout needs to because he's an entertainer and Dance Monkey, and I said, oh, yeah, he's a person, so maybe not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I saw that I said, up pretty well, good? Well, uh, I mean, maybe on your side that, that set it up pretty good. But, uh, uh, you know, yeah, on, on Joe's side, you know, if you want to play devil's advocate... The bad side, yeah. I, I'm not saying this, but if you want to play devil's advocate, you could say, way people have it uh, a lot of people have it way worse than you do. So just shut up and go play. Mm. You know, bring your family. Who cares? You yeah, can afford it. You're a great take. You're multi, multi-millionaire. Still love that well, take. I'm, it's not my take. I'm playing you guys want to listen to it. You jackass. Brand so new, don't do that to me. Brand new fantasy black book on In This League. Uh, we we refresh the whole podcast. And uh, it's only four episodes in. It's on our In This League network. But if you search fantasy black book on Spotify or whatever, I'm pretty sure that was episode one. It was the brand yeah, was. new like version 2.0 that Joe just absolutely word vomited out. And then the best, best humanly thing he could have done. He did where he tried to get out in front of it before the podcast aired to get people on his side. And then he had to delete the tweet. It was the, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It really is the best <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me against one of my co-hosts. It was such a magical moment. And, um, but there is, I still hold through that. There's like a, there's a human factor that has to be considered and it cannot be forgotten. Though yeah, I think and this I is going to get messy, though, with what Colin McHugh is talking about, because we, well, we are kind of changing some of the standards here now, Boggs. This isn't like you're going to be completely away from your family and quarantined in a bubble and you're going to be driven in a private car from your hotel straight there. This could be more like, well, you get to still do your things, but you are going to have to travel and still play baseball. And, and McHugh might still be setting that possibility up of like, well, what if guys don't want to do it? I think. Right. I think there's a, it's almost like a scab thing to me, Boggs. Like if there were a mass amount of players that wanted to do it, you might start getting, I don't, baseball wouldn't need scabs because they could just have minor leaguers fill that yeah, role. Right. But I would have, I, I feel like those players might be kind of treated like scabs where, you know, it might be frowned upon to a really, really aggressive degree, which well, there's get only, muddy. there's only a couple ways to work that out as far as the MLB PA goes as well, because, you know, the, the owners have to agree to that. And it would have to be something along the lines of, look, if you don't show up to play, then the club can do whatever they want. As far as your contract goes, they can either take a year off because there's some albatross guys that you don't want on your roster anymore. And if we could just skip a year of paying them and take that year off of the contract done, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you think the angels still want to be paying Albert Pujols 40 million a year or whatever the hell he's making at this point in that angels contract, they would love to scratch off a year and not have to pay him as well. Or it would have to be, 
well, it's your right to not come and play, but if you don't show up to play, then the team can void your contract, whatever it is, if they wanted to, you know, maybe, you know, I think for some guys like Mike Trout, they would just set it aside and say, yeah, you know what? All right, fine. You won't play. We'll take a year off your contract and you won't, um, you know, uh, you won't get paid this year. That's fine. You don't show up to work. You don't get paid. That's how it works. So that's fine. But other guys that, you know, guys that are trying to make the roster or I think they're going to show up anyway because they need the, the money and the work. But, uh, you know, some of those some of those other contracts are it's just it's tough when you have money involved in that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you and, and you're not wrong about a lot of this. I mean, I think an easy way to go, of course, would be like, all right, you know, then you don't accrue any time on your contract. You don't get paid and everything rolls over to the next year. But the only problem with that is I think there are definitely players and teams that would be counting on on how they build and construct their rosters on knowing what comes off the books. And, you know, a, a surprise of a veteran, you know, just to take whoever, you know, Charlie Morton, let's say, or whatever, and a team is not built on it. And it's all of a sudden this next year they're going to jump in and that money's going to be on the books when maybe it wasn't going to be or they weren't counting on it. You kind of you kind of have to give the teams potentially the ability to void the contracts if they do that. And then that's and maybe get that's in, the sticking point. But that's going to that, be muddy, uh, dude. It's going to be dirty. Well, well, maybe that's the sticking point in the other stuff you're talking about with the, uh, the contracts and the lowering the money. You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe, okay, sure. We'll lower the money, but uh, you have to give us the option to not show up this year and not have our contract change. You know, yeah, you know, that's, maybe that's it. Yeah, and that's true. And, and you know, at the end of the day, if they, I think, I think more teams would uh, jump on that than anything else. I mean, what here's what would take also, and this the, with the players' association involved, again, it makes it kind of messy because there has to be an agreement that we're, you know, um, where owners are like, all right, if you want to opt out, you want to opt out, but like, where's the where's the line going to be drawn? Because you know, if let's say there's like a rumor of guys like, I mean, let's be honest here, Colin McHugh. He's not the Red Sox are going to be like, whoa, 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 Colin, hold on here. <laughs> right, you know, we're right. depending on you. Like, I don't think it's going to quite get like that. But, you know, could it get to a point where it's like, you know, uh, owners are like, all right, yeah, that's fine. You know, if your guy wants to do that. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a there's a band of guys that try to just almost create their like sub union and they get some really big names in here. This could have some big, long lasting impact. Those same impacts, and this is why this is getting money. This think, is a huge circle, real quick, dude. Is that like if the I don't think the owners could agree with this until they know who it is because they're not going right, to agree and right. then get surprised when Cody Bellinger just says, Yeah, I don't want to play. It changes the entire fabric of what these guys are playing for. And that could also have a massive effect on the money that the owners are willing to pay. If, the, if they're like, Hey, right, we want right. you guys to play for less than, you know, the one in 162nd. And, um, and this is involved here that, I mean, they all play cards into each other that really would have to get figured out. And that maybe could push the timeline a little bit, but there has to be more guys than Colin McHugh that are thinking the same thing. Well, you know, I think guys like Chris sale have already just are like, yeah, you know what? I'll just do my, all these my injured guy, all these injured guys up here, yeah. Bogman talking, all these, uh, broken arms are like, oh, I don't know about this, but also, I mean, what, what does it take to, uh, not show up at work? You know what I mean? Like if someone is, going to just say yeah i'm sick i don't i can't show up today like you're gonna take them at their word right now of course you know i think this time last year everybody would be like ah this faker who cares you know sure whatever but now everyone's gonna take you at your word i mean i guess they can test you for the covid and stuff but i think guys will make all oh, my ribs are sore 
you know, um, I got a massage from the same person that did Carlos Correa and they broke my rib, Mm -hmm. you know, so whatever it is, like they'll make up little nagging injuries. Ah, my calf hurts, all this stuff. So I don't even want to show up today, but then you got to show up for treatment still too. So who knows, man, it's, um, it's, it's a bit of a slippery slope when it comes down here, but I don't think Colin McHugh is wrong. Like if a guy doesn't want to, you know, if a guy doesn't want to go and play because he's afraid of, you know, bringing something back to his family or whatever it is, you know, or, or even for themselves, then you can't make them play. It's just like anything else. Yeah, you but, know? but there's too much implications in here. I, I think this has the possibility to really have actually a big negative effect inside the PA because, you know, if Tony Clark and the Players Association make an agreement that this is not agreed upon and there are players out there, you, I mean, you could have some in-union strike happening. I mean, you could have some real, like, civil war type of things happening if the PA doesn't fight for this type of out clause, assuming there's enough players. I mean, McHugh's the only one that we've really heard, like, straight up kind of almost play constitutional lawyer where he's like, well, right. you can't do this to us. This isn't right. You can't force us, blah, blah, blah. Where the other guys were just kind of like, nah, this doesn't really sound great. doesn't really sound a whole lot of fun. And people will be like, I don't like not being fans. And I don't want to be hauled here and there. This is like, you can't constitutionally do this. This is like lawyering up. So you and ha- I think I, no hopefully they're talking now. McHugh, no offense to Colin McHugh, but I think this would mean more coming from a superstar. Well, you know what I mean? Sure. Even uh, like, you know, a little bit. Cause this is kind of what trout said, but he went, he danced around. It, yeah. But he didn't know? get to this degree. He wasn't like, yeah. I won't play. But remember, our, right. uh, remember that whole LeBron thing where LeBron was like, I'm not playing without fans. Like that was a very direct thing. And then he and realized then he had to dance around it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like trout was just kind of like, this doesn't really sound fun. This doesn't sound great. Like McHugh is straight out here being like, this isn't, I mean, it sounds like he's on the, uh, the uh, porch of the uh, town hall, you know, being like, right, we got to open right. up the country, you know, like he sounds <laughs> like he's getting very, very constitutional law in here. And I think that bodes bad for the PA. And and the reason I'm, and we're really talking like hardcore about this is because ML, there, there's one MLB and PA conversation that needs to happen and they have to come to an agreement, but the inner PA fighting could get messier than I think we even possibly realize between players having to take a deeper cut, which could be a game changer and really would be a bad look. And also if there is a faction of these Colin McHugh guys that are just not in, I mean, I can't imagine it's got to be tiny, but even tiny dude could be like 50 players. You get a 50 right. players across MLB that are just like, no, I'm not doing this. This is not something I'm going to do in 2020. And it will create a, and there's really a lot of foreign thing. players that are overseas right now who are just like, you know, now nah, I'll just stay here. You know, there could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, phew. I, you know, we haven't really even thought about the big implications. Luckily, there is, um, there's already taken care of like visa stuff, so there's nothing, no issues there as far right. as like visas and those guys. And coming they can over, get but... here, like you know, they'll they'll find flights and stuff like that. That's not an issue. It's just, um, it's just th- this is so. And once again, we've used this word a million times. It's just so unprecedented that you're kind of making it up as you go along, which you know is understandable why baseball doesn't have a full plan set up right now, but it's just also, it's also still weird baseball stuff where they're playing it close to the vest. They're not saying this, you know, they're not saying what they want to do. And you know, we're getting reports from Trevor Plouffe instead of from Rob Manfred. And that's ridiculous. You know, that's the stuff that aggravates me as far as getting these, uh, you know, baseball specifically going back is that, it's just it, none of this has been presented well. So it leaves us with these open questions. You know what I mean? Uh, these are things that should have been answered by a good commissioner about a month ago. 
like, well, at least say, you know, well, we got to figure this stuff out. We got to figure what the pay is going to be. We got to figure out about the players that don't just flat out don't want to play because of the pandemic, which is understandable. You know, but no one has said anything. Well, and that's why we keep getting this stuff broken into little bits of news. I get what you're saying. It's kind of tough to talk about it if you don't have a plan, though, because you don't want to paint yourself in a hole. You don't want to say something stupid. The amount of times that I mean, how many times have you seen like but but you can bring up you can bring up the points that need to be covered. Like we got to cross this bridge. We got to cross this bridge. We got to do all this. So there's a lot of work going in. That's why we haven't presented you with anything. Yeah. You know, I mean. We, we get to, uh, obviously, running the country is way more important. We hear from Trump every day. You know what we I was about hear, to say? We could hear from Manfred once a week. Oh, it would have been okay, great if he would have taken, like, a Cuomo, like a Cuomo stance. Like, how about you do a press conference <laughs> once a week and give us an update of what's going on? I Actually, I think that would have been really fantastic because you have so many wild rumors that are going on. And it would have kept baseball in the eye of uh, everyone that is not paying attention. Yeah, but right they now. thought they were. But, see, that's, that's where I, I think you forget. Like, baseball sometimes... The NFL sometimes, just takes everything, though. Yeah, like, but, if but, nothing's but, playing, but, the NFL just takes all of that empty space. But ba- but baseball is blind. They they think they yeah, are the right. center of the universe. And you're they right. thought, like, oh, we got the players playing in the, the players' league. This is, like, the coolest thing. No, it wasn't. Like, nobody <laughs> yeah. really cared. Like, some Did people you watch cared. one of those nope, games? not I a mean, single it's one. interesting. Watch a highlight. Yeah, I watch I. I watch Joey Gallo hit 12 bombs in different highlights. That's the only thing I ever watched because I didn't care. But that's what I'm getting at. Baseball thought they were still the center of the universe yeah. because they were the one coming around. So why did they? Why else would they feel they needed to do anything else? And you start to realize, well, the NFL draft. Oh, look, KBO. And then baseball just happens right around the same time to be finally getting some stuff set. Rightfully so, the country is lightening up a little bit, so it's easier for them to make those decisions. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, finishing up on this, plus there are some reports on some potentially big players that might not be getting contract extensions, and boy, there is an effect with however this season is going to play out and where they play, so don't go anywhere. More in this league's coming up. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.w.com, you major go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. 
It's in this league right here on Sports Grid. Your boys, Bogman and the Welsh, the opening card of the pay-per-view. That's what uh, we're calling <laughs> ourselves. We are the opening card. More to in this league.com. A lot of baseball, very, very baseball-centric show. A, a lot of speculation as well. So it was very, it was actually kind of traditional radio stuff. I mean, the only thing we were missing was like, all right, let's take caller number four, <laughs> Frank. In, uh, in, maybe we'll uh, be able to do that with my new uh, super fast computer. Hey, maybe so. we could do that. Frank's in Clarksville. What's your take? You know, like oh, that. It was in like classic sports. I don't mean to sound insulting, but there, like, there are there are so many calls that are great, that are just great, mm. especially when you get those repeat callers that make good points. They know when they're on and all that stuff. But I've been watching. Uh, they're trying to do it on YouTube shows, like on uh, Dr. Drew show yeah. and stuff. They went from having voicemails to having callers, and there's like. Uh, six second delay between what the caller hears and what yeah, Dr. Drew hears, and it drives me goddamn crazy. I cannot take it. No, the delay is I can't watch it. You I gotta have, to have you gotta have a better calls. system than it. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember when we uh, so much better. I mean, voicemails is fine. I would do live calls, but you just have to do it right. Like I would never accept doing a show where there's a six second delay. I'd be like, we gotta do something else. Like anything yeah. else like we'll set up a skype number and we'll call and we'll have a computer ready and you can get the caller on and uh, you can do all that type of stuff but um yeah i will disagree when you said like oh the callers are really good not really i'm i couldn't name you <laughs> one good caller we ever got when this show was live i was there were uh, callers we had it. yeah i mean they don't stand out in your mind but that was also first of all that was like two or three years ago can you imagine but uh, uh also you know we didn't have a lot of great calls we had some good ones no but Zero. um we had yeah, not one uh, we never had one good call. You don't think we I think we had one good call. No, I don't think so. We I, we had we had absolute like are you listening to us calls? I remember that. We had and, some of those. I think you just remember things in a terrible light. Jesus. It wasn't that bad. It, it, I hate if callers. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm trying to be nice over here and you're like, "No, they're all terrible." Check this like, out. You could go back in the archives and you could go back to the days when we were on Wednesday nights. And we were live, and I think we were two hours. I don't even remember. One hour. doesn't matter. You could go back. You would probably cringe listening to those calls. None of them were good. I remember we did have this one lady that called in that she had, like, fun stories about a cake or something like that. It wasn't good, though. It was just like, oh, this is like a human. But we would have, like, monsters calling, like, all right, Shiv, you should start Carson Wentz or Andy Dalton. And, it was, and, like, let me go through my whole lineup and see. It was the worst calls with horrible takes. I think even Bavona, like like a, a prank or two got through. I mean, it was a disaster, but you know what? I'd give anything for it right now. I'd yeah. take it. I'd take it. <laughs> I would fool myself into thinking it is fantastic because 95% of callers into the radio are horrible. They are yeah, horrible. Yeah, and, and, and people remember when you're hearing the people on the radio or on that YouTube show or whatever, these people were the ones that passed the screen. So they have to talk to someone else first and then get on the show. And, uh, the, and those people are the ones that passed. Yeah. Imagine the people that the screeners are rejecting. Yeah. I mean, like uh, there, there's a couple ways that it goes. Like if you are just trying to get the calls, you'll put anybody on. Like I run occasionally have to, um, I, when I work in radio, I'll run some shows. I almost never don't put a person on. And and I'm talking like these are waterhead idiots that call in. 
and like ever and i dude i get mad now like i am i'm so much different in my old age you know it's really actually funny i was listening to your mom's house podcast uh with chris D'Elia on and it was it was a, like a 10 minute conversation about how tom loves how blunt chris uh D'Elia yeah. can be uh, in who public. are you yeah who are you who yeah, yeah. are you that type yeah. of thing and like i'm not like that because i'm nicer in person than you that we've discussed, oh, but I yeah. have my, I'll, I'll say that directly. Yeah. See, Who you're you more, know? you're more Chris D'Elia, but I have my moments of becoming that. And in my, my elder age, as I turn turn 37, I've gotten there when you're I right. get, when I screen a call, let me tell you something. I pick it up and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And if they don't immediately go like name where they are and what they want to talk about, the amount of times these people go, yeah, you know, I was listening to blah, blah, blah. And let me tell you, and I will stop them. I'll be like, do you want to talk to them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you like to say? Don't tell me. Stop telling me your take. I don't care. It's horrible. These are the dumbest people on the planet. They are the dumbest people on the planet. And they all call radio shows. Well, the thing that got me, and I was like 14 the first time I called in to a radio thing, and it was to like request a song or something. Um, and instead of, uh, instead of them just letting me request my song, they're like, Oh, we want to put you on the air. I was like, what? And and so they're like, uh, so someone was like, Scott, and it sounded like it was far away. I'm like, are you guys talking to me? And they're like, yeah, stupid. You know, I'm like, okay, well I'm 14 and I've never called a radio show. And you're dumber. And this is illegal. But that, but that was my point, dude. It's like, we'll just put anybody on. Like you have to be, you have to be the, you have to be even dumber than the idiots that call to not get on, or you have to be really <laughs> awful. You have to be like a bad person. To yeah, get on. So yeah, you start saying stuff. I've worked it. shows, I've worked bigger national shows that the screen calling process is more in-depth where you have right. to, and those are the worst. What's because blood type? Well, yeah, because they got to be like, all right, so what do you want to talk right. about? And then you have to actually interact with the person to get their point out, and then you have to tell them like, nah, this doesn't work for blah, blah, blah. So all I'm telling you is the majority of the screen calling process is so limited across the country unless it's a big national show. And even then, to your point, you still have just like, and it's like, are you talking? And then they have the radio on in the background. And they're like, and I fought with the call screener one time. Did I ever tell you about that? No. I I don't even know what uh, place it was, but it was a local place in Arizona. And um, the, um, they, they were bringing up, I don't know if you remember this, but, Jim Hazlitt, uh, the coach of the Saints, was accused of a thing where he was giving a bunch of steroids to players or something of that nature. And this is right after Spygate with uh, Bill Belichick and all that stuff. And I can't remember who the person was, but they were like, Hazlitt, who's a brand new coach with the Saints, gets accused of this. You know he was doing this with the Steelers. He was giving all those guys steroids and blah, blah, blah. And there's no outrage. Everyone's outraged about Bill Belichick, you know, and I'm like, it's an hour after this is reported. So why don't you give it a day to go through? And this is before social media was huge. This is before Twitter. This is probably right around when Facebook came along. So I called to call in and say, you know, well, this is brand new news. And the the call screener was like, you think we're the only outlet reporting this? I said, no, stupid. It's today. You're reporting it today. This has been news for an hour. And he hung up on me. So uh, probably because I called him stupid. Absolutely. But- There's a lot of power call screener has because it's there's yeah, no yeah. better feeling. I, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of oh, a good feeling when someone turns into like horrible or they're an idiot and you could just be like, you're just too dumb to be on here. And you hang right. up on them. It's a great feeling. And then they call back but, and you just immediately hang up case, again. 
I wasn't too dumb. The screener was too dumb. Yeah, I, I well, get it. It's, yeah, it's a six dollar job, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. call screeners as equally stupid, just maybe more self aware. Me, <laughs> complete dummy when I was a call screener. I think about the person I was, just a stupid person, uh, just more self aware. Just so I, right. you know, so I don't cross the line into the next level of stupidity. That's the difference. It's really, uh, it's really what level of stupidity you are because we're all dumb, and it's just like, are you? Are you beyond comprehension? It, like when you get to no self-awareness, I can't, I can't do anything with you. And here's the problem. Those are the people that call into radio shows, 90 to 95% of them. A couple of you are like, well, I call into radio shows. Meh. Well, I, I you mean, you may not be that guy. You might not be that guy. Cause there are good ones. There's occasional, really, really good ones. And I feel like if we got back to that, we could curate them. We could curate the good calls, but I feel like also I'd be a lot more aggressive if we went back to it. Like, I wouldn't, I would just be like, I don't want to be like shock jock or anything like that, but I probably would be like less understanding to people oh. if they called in and they were, you know, not good. Yeah. I mean, I get frustrated when I hear on shows that I'm not hosting. So like, sure. uh, I, I didn't, you know, I, I was trying to be politically correct by the, yeah, sometimes the, the yeah. calls are good. Nope. They're almost never good. No, so no, you're no. absolutely right about that. But it, it's frustrating when you make a point and someone calls in to then make that same point. You know, when you're like, yeah, yeah, what I just said, it's like when you and I get distracted and we're looking at something because we want to bring it up when it's our turn and to then talk say the and exact you don't thing. hear. Yeah. yeah, you don't hear what the other person's saying. You say the exact thing. And we always I mean, we make fun of each other when we do that. Yeah, because yeah, it'll be fun. like, no, I just said that exact thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, I just saw this come down. We'll probably talk about this uh, maybe a little bit more. Maybe you'll talk about it uh, a little bit more. But. The uh, I completely forgot there's going to be a whole State of the Union on uh, the NFL, and the NFL schedule is going to be dropped today as you're listening yeah. to this box. I completely yep. forgot about that. So we'll talk about this on the radio show for this coming weekend. But Roger Goodell did just send out a memo. We're recording this late on Wednesday, so we don't have the schedule to talk about. But he just did send out a memo to team presidents and executives regarding the 2020 season and reopening club facilities. I will not read the whole thing, but... Um, he goes through all these protocols. Here's the line that you care about. Clubs, TLDR. Yeah, essentially it's clubs should take steps to have these protocols in place by Friday, May 15th, in anticipation of being advised when club uh, facilities will formally reopen. So he's and saying that's, May that's 15th. That's pretty big. The NBA is already, you know, they're they're getting ready to open some stuff. And like I know three more cities are going to open their practice facilities today. Yeah. The, the NFL is doing a little different where they're not going to open until every spot can open. Okay. From what I was heard or what, what I was told, maybe that's something it is being said different in this state. Yeah. And we'll see where it goes, but he, he lays out some, like he's talking contingencies, uh, whatever the, what are these huh. protocols? Just whatever protocols he's going through. He says, they sh everybody should have this prepped, which is, you know, probably going to be the cleaning and all this, blah, 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 blah. Everybody should be prepped for May 15th when they are given more information. Mm. So Weird. Um, Weird that uh, we're getting information from the NFL whose season starts in you know preseason in August and then regular season in September. We're getting information from them as much as we possibly can. Look at this official get, letter from Commissioner Goodell. And we get nothing from oh. Rob Manfred outside of calling uh, the trophy a piece of metal. Oh, so. he's, I mean, he's... Um, He's really, really trying hard to challenge Bud Selig for worst. And that's hard. That's really hard to do. It's really amazing. A um, couple baseball notes. What was the thing with Ross Stripling real quick? So I want to talk about this contract extension thing. But didn't you know what you tell me during the break about Ross Stripling? Yeah, Ross Stripling was pissed about the uh, 
the the trade getting um, revoked that where he was going to the the Halos. And, um, you know, Jock Peterson was going with him, too. And then it fell through because the other deal fell through. But he said the trade was such a win win for me. Uh, and he was on the Scribes of Summer podcast is where he said this. He says you're talking about getting a chance to go to an Angels team that has an unbelievable lineup, one of the best lineups in baseball, maybe the two best hitters in baseball and the rotation that needs help, a pitching staff that needs help, a chance to jump in there and make 30 starts. So he said when the trade fell through, um, uh, let's see, uh, Dave Roberts were kind of saying, you're going to get a chance to be a starter. We really value you and your versatility and all that stuff, but we see you as a starter. You're going to get a chance. And then when we announced Julio as the number four, um, even uh, game before the games even started, then Alex Wood was basically clearly the number five. They announced that. That's when I kind of uh, reflected and was kind of like, crap, I don't know if I really got a chance to earn that fifth spot uh, this spring, and it might might have been really good to compete for an opening day role for the Angels. Yeah, I mean, so. that's not a surprise to me. I mean, that is, that's yeah. kind of what I've been speculating about is that, like, Wood would have that spot because uh, of Stripling. After the trade, there was, like, chatter of, like, well, Stripling will still get an opportunity. He's kind of voicing that. But, I mean, that was the Angels. The Angels wasn't the Angels team president was like, we're not going to be held high. We're canceling this. And then everything came back, and everyone was like, whoops. Was yeah. not them? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, 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 they got you know, tired so of waiting. So much has happened since then. It feels like that was Dude, six months ago, and that it was feel like, like it was 2018. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was like it two really does. Months. That was in March. Oh my god, that was in March. Wow, <laughs> that was in March. Yeah, That's it might have been late February, but it, it was you know not that long ago. So, um, of course, you know, uh, Stripling said, you know. I'm really, really happy with where I'm at. I love being a Dodger. I love competing for a World Series. Yeah, right. All right. You want to go make 30 starts. Everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, you Dustin just... May would be next in line here because I guess, you know, right. you, you take into consideration a feasibly no minor league season and it's complex level. What is Dustin May going to accomplish at the complex level outside of, I know you guys want him as a starter and you want him to get starter innings under his belt. The only other thing you you have two choices at this season: you pitch him starter in the complex level against whatever competition, or you either put him in the rotation slash relief. So, I mean, I think there's more of an opportunity for May to be on the major league roster at more of an impact level. So it's even less for Stripling. Uh, real quick on this one, this I thought was really fascinating, and actually, our boy Keith Law is back into it. Um, I guess it's sounding like Lindor, this is from actually a Barstool article, that uh, Francisco Lindor isn't even entertaining contract extension offers from the Indians, so it's a big old goodbye. This was uh, Keith Britton says that Keith Law on the Bull and Fox uh, show, podcast, whatever it is, I don't know, on the Indians Lindor, Keith Law says, quote, what I've actually heard, they would like to pay him, but he won't even entertain contract extension offers. Absolutely his right to do that. Classic Keith Law comment. Uh, they've tried to have those conversations. There just hasn't <laughs> been a sneezing negotiation. Oh. I was going to see if I could. Uh, He's not allergic have that. to reading. Yep, uh, that's why all of your history comes off of HBO. There just so. haven't been a negotiation at all. He continued. That's so brutal that I couldn't hold that sneeze. Lindor says, <laughs> "I uh, da, 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 da. no, this is Keith Law on Lindor." He says, "Quote: I personally think knowing him, ooh, little, oh, <laughs> little wow. shout out there. I know, I know him. Is Keith Law just the Peter King of baseball? Knowing you him know. and knowing who his representative is, they just want to go to free agency. My understanding yeah, was... is, hold on. My understanding is the team was willing to talk extension with him, and he just said, "Quote: I'm going to free agency." Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This might not necessarily be anything against the Indians who, 
you know, did uh, put him up in trade offers uh, this summer and or this winter and all that stuff, too. But it might just be I just want to go to the highest bidder or see what I could possibly get paid from someone else first before I accept your offer. So there's no point in you offering me this. I'm getting the free agency. Yeah. So it might not be a jerky thing. It might just be a, hey, you know, um, I just want to see what I can get. I might stick here if you guys offer me the best offer anyway. And dude, so. uh, you know, has a short period of time to prove himself. If he really expects next season for a team to invest three or four hundred million dollars in him, it's a right. really weird situation for free agents next year. They need that clock to get going. Don't think Frankie Lindor would be one of those that says I'll just sit out. But we're out of here. We got one more tomorrow. I'm not in, but we will be uh, tra- backtracking on everything on the weekend edition of In This League. So make sure you, make sure you're listening. We gotta get the hell out of here. I can't talk. I'm sneezing. Florio. <laughs> DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.